Welcome back. DC Sports Radio 106.7 The Fans. Christmas Eve with Epstein. I'm Adam Epstein. Got Lindsey John producing the show today. Hey, I love that you played this song. Frosty the Snowman was maybe my favorite of all the like Christmas uh, bits and like little movies and stuff. Like I would watch that on repeat. You know, growing up in my house, we celebrated Hanukkah. Happy Hanukkah, everyone listening right now. And for some reason, I was obsessed with Frosty the Snowman. I, I mean, honestly, I would rewatch it over and over again. It was just something about the magic of a snowman coming to life. You know, I would go outside, I'd make a snowman, I'd, I'd wish that me putting a dumb carrot in his nose would make him come to life. Maybe I was just that lonely as a kid. I had no friends that I wanted an imaginary friend to come to life. What does that say about me? I don't know. But I was obsessed with Frosty the Snowman. I might have to rewatch that today before the Commanders game at 4 p.m. Because I really do love Frosty the Snowman. If you want to get in touch with me throughout the show, it's 1-800-636-1067. We could talk about anything. We could talk about the Commanders against the 49ers. Maybe you want to talk about your favorite Christmas movies. Uh, last night, I rewatched Elf. Uh, earlier this week, I rewatched Home Alone. Those are my top two. Uh, but there's a lot of good movies that people are sleeping on, like Jingle All the Way is a really fun one uh, that with Arnold Schwarzenegger that I really like. Uh, 8-Bit Christmas is a newer one uh, that was on HBO that came out. And then Netflix has a really good one. It's a great story. It came out in 2019, and it's called Klaus. Uh, or Klaus, I think is what it, how they pronounce it. Uh, it's a really interesting take on Santa Claus, uh, the story, and it's fantastic. It's on Netflix. So if you want to chime in throughout the show, 800-636-1067. 1-800-636-1067. You know Washington is going to try to run the ball. Will they be successful? That's the question. But the 49ers, they're going to try to run the ball also. It's not like they're going to be airing it out with rookie quarterback Brock Purdy. The Commanders are the only team in the NFL this season with three players, three players to have 10-plus tackles for loss. It's Jonathan Allen, it's Deron Payne, and it's Montez Sweat. And I think that's going to be the key for Washington. Not just stopping the run, not just stopping Christian McCaffrey from going off on seven or eight yards, not just stopping him for like three yards per carry or less than that. No. I think you've got to blow up the backfield if Washington's going to win this game. You have to have a drive where you turn a first and 10 into a second and 11. Or a second and 12. That's how you win. Keep San Francisco way behind the sticks. Force them into a third and long. Obvious passing downs. And then you blitz a young quarterback. That's the defensive key. I think if Jonathan Allen, Deron Payne can blow up the tackle, blow up the center, and get into the backfield and get a tackle for loss, I think that could force a punt several drives. And that's going to be key because time of possession is going to be huge. For for Washington on offense, the key is we need to run and gun. When we play action, when we play action, we got to get the tight end involved. You have to get McLaurin going early. And then eventually you attempt the deep shot to Deami Brown or Jahan Dotson. You have to at least attempt the deep shot once per half because of the possibility of there being a game-changing pass interference penalty. You have to at least attempt the deep shot. And then on special teams, I really believe this is going to come down to Joey Sly and Tress Way. We need those boys to come up big. Need Joey Sly. I think Ron Rivera knows that he made the wrong decision last game. You have to send your field goal kicker out there to attempt a 52-yard field goal, especially in the first half of a game. It's not going to lose you the game if he misses that field goal. But it could win it if he knocks it down and he get three points. And then Tress Way. 
There's going to be a few times where Washington gets around the 45 to the 50, can't push forward for a field goal, and so you have to have a pooch punt. And if he can pin San Francisco deep inside their 20, inside their 10, maybe inside their 5, that could give Washington the momentum they need to get a quick defensive stop, get the ball, and then go down the field for a score. All right, let's go back to the phone lines here. Let's go to Shane. Shane, are you really calling from Bulgaria? What's up, buddy? Yeah, man. Yeah, man. I'm I'm in Bulgaria. That's where my uh, wife is from, and we're out here doing the holidays in Bulgaria. So, wow. uh, hold on. Set the set the scene for me, man. What's it like? What's the weather like there? Oh, it's about the same as it is here. It's it's you know seven degrees. Uh, it's uh, very mountainy. It's we're by the beach, of course, and that's that's just fantastic, man. It's a great country, and uh, and then I love Eastern Europe. I, it's one of my favorite. Uh, Ah, I, I, have, I haven't been, man. I definitely want to go visit all of Europe. Uh, so, all right. So, where will you be watching the game? I'm, I'm, I'm really interested in. That. I'll be watching it. I'll be watching it on a 70 inch TV down in the basement. Oh, I love that. All right. What's your key for the Commanders? Uh, well, the only key we have is Masai himself. We'll have to play quarterback today to win today. <laughs> you really think the 49ers are that good? Is Brock Purdy uh, that I dangerous? Think, I, think, I think. I think. If uh, if Heineke gets out of this game without being hurt. And, and with an injury, then that'd be a miracle. Uh, I think that for, I think San Francisco's defense is right now is the best defense right now playing, uh, and right now that's a Super Bowl team. Uh, that defense is. I mean, who's going to stop Bosa? Uh, who's going to? I mean, come on, let's call it what it is. Who's going to? Who's going to put their hands on Bosa today? Nobody, and he's the MVP, defensive MVP right now of the season. So let's call it what it is. The only way the Redskins got a chance, or the Commanders have a chance today is Messiah himself going to have the quarterback. That's it. <laughs> but hold on. Explain to me why I get the 49ers are really good defensively, right? And Washington might only be able to score 12 points. But why do you think the Commanders are going to score so many points? Why do you, I mean, no, why do you think, sorry, why do you, why do you think the 49ers are going to score? Isn't our defensive line just as good? Uh, their offensive line's a whole lot better. And right now, our, our secondary right now is not going to be able to keep up with San Francisco. And like y'all just said, Davis is not going to, McCaffrey's going to be the X factor. And that's just where it's going to be. And he's going to go off today. He'll have two touchdowns and over 100 yards. Uh, probably 200 yards all purpose. Man, what did, what did you drink for breakfast this morning, dude? You're in a bad mood. I thought we were going to talk about uh, a win. Well, <laughs> well, it's not going to win. Let's be what it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. I appreciate right, you chiming you in, man. Yeah, yep. Phone lines are open. 1-800-636-1067. It's 1-800-636-1067. Christmas Eve with Epstein here on the fan. Let's go back to the phone lines. we got Mark and Landover. Mark, you're on the fan. Top of the day to you, Adam. Happy Hanukkah. Happy Christmas. Merry Christmas and a happy new year. And sounding good as always, my friend. Thanks for calling, man. What's the key to victory for the Commanders? The key to victory for the commanders are they have to stop that backward slide in the defense that they've had since the Atlanta game and maybe previously because they have been backward sliding. And they also have to run the ball, man, and Scott Turner has to come back to reality. So, you know, that's, that's what I think, Ad Rock. I Hold mean, on. So explain. I, I'm not a big Scott Turner fan, but explain to me what you mean by get back to reality. Well, Adam, he's all over the place. He doesn't stick with things that work. I mean, these are the same things all of us are talking about as the season progresses. It's a pattern. And I know that the the, the other team gets to play defense. I, I understand all that. But, you know, when you have things that are working, 
and you don't ever go back to them. You stick to stuff that isn't working because you want to be get into gadgetry or something, and you're not situating your players that you have on still players on both sides of the ball and accommodating them more than you should to make it make your system work. You know, you know, even on defense, we're we're very predictable, but even more so with the offense, I believe. Yeah, I appreciate the call, man. Thanks for chiming in. Phone lines are open, 1-800-636-1067. Here's what I'll say about Scott Turner. I don't think he has feel for the game. I think he actually is a good play designer. I think he knows what he's doing coming down to the X's and O's, a large part thanks to who his father is, right? Norv Turner. I mean, his dad knows how to coach in the NFL. He knows how to coach offense. So I think Scott Turner understands the X's and O's. I just think... He doesn't have a feel for the game. He doesn't go for, with the flow. He sticks to his original game plan. He works so hard Monday. He works so hard Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and sometimes Saturday if there's games on Sunday, right? But this time it's a game today. I think he works so hard to develop, oh, yeah, if this works, we're going to do that. If this works, in the second quarter I'll do that. Third quarter we'll do this. In the fourth quarter we're going to pound it. I think he works so hard with the game plan that he has to stick to it, and he doesn't evolve. He doesn't go with the flow of the game. And so I think I look back to that Giants game and I say, why didn't you adjust? The handoffs to Curtis Samuel weren't working. All right. Why? Because Kayvon Thibodeau and whoever the other pass rusher was on the other side, they were beating up our tackles. They were getting upfield into the backfield and stopping every single end around we did. Every single trick play handoff we did to Curtis Samuel. And yet he kept trying it. He got too cute on third and short. He doesn't go with the flow of the game. That's going to be the big thing today against the 49ers. Will Scott Turner stick with his original game plan? Or will he say, scrap that? X is working. I'm not going to go to Y or Z. I'm going to stick with X. And most of the time, I believe X is going to be hand the ball to Brian Robinson up the middle. Give him the Brock up the middle. Ron Rivera said to the reporters, media this week, quote, I think we can run the football, and we can run the football downhill. And off of that, we can be a play-action team, a bootleg team, a physical up-front team. It gives our offensive line an opportunity to fire out and not have to catch as much. We've seen that. It has been successful. And we've got to continue with that type of mentality. You run the ball, you run the ball to set up the play-action. Too many times this season, Washington has tried to do the opposite. Tried to throw to set up the run. Run the ball today. Run the ball on first down. Run the ball on second down. And here's the thing I'm going to say. I don't know why we didn't try this last week. If it's third and five or less, five or less with Brian Robinson, run the ball again on third down. Rather than Heineke taking a sack, especially when you're about the 40-yard line. And you know we're right on the edge of field goal range. you got to push forward. You can't have a negative play with a sack. I'm okay with running the ball on third and short. And at least trying to get the first down with Brian Robinson Jr. Phone lines are open. 1-800-636-1067. It's AWOD Radio here on The Fan Live. And local till 12 noon, we've got Fred Smoot. Former NFL cornerback coming up here at 11 a.m. And Big Willie, Linnell Willingham, who you hear right here Monday through Friday on the Team 980 in Washington, D.C. He'll join me at 11.30. Christmas Eve with Epstein. Don't go anywhere. I'll be right back.
Welcome back. It's Christmas Eve with Epstein here on the fan. Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, and Happy Holidays to anyone listening. Phone lines are open throughout the show. 1-800-636-1067. You can chime in on anything. Chime in on the Commanders. You can talk about Alex Ovechkin, the Wizards, both. We have the DC Double last night. How about that? I got to watch it both. Watched it live. The Washington Capitals. Won the game, got two goals from Alex Ovechkin. He passed Gordy Howe, now sits at 8.02, chasing the great one, Wayne Gretzky. And then late tip-off, you had the Wizards. I believe they defeated the Sacramento Kings. And um, Kyle Kuzma had 30 points. So you had the D.C. double last night. Phone lines are open, 1-800-636-1067. Or you could talk about your family meal on Christmas. Because growing up, we celebrated Hanukkah. So on Christmas, our family meal consisted of fried rice, stir-fry, egg rolls, and more Chinese food. And so I'm wondering, what does a great tri- Christmas meal look like? What does an unbelievable plate look like on Christmas? I'm guessing there's a honey ham. I'm Adam Epstein. we got Lindsey John producing the show. Hey, Lindsey John, why don't you chime in here? What does a great Christmas meal look like to you? My Christmas meals are pretty similar to Thanksgiving. I'm a okay. big honey ham guy as well. Um, I like it actually more than turkey. Mashed potatoes, of course, mac and cheese, sweet potatoes. Um, I'm big into all that stuff. I love that. So that's like what a, a normal Christmas uh, plate would look like. Like mac and cheese as your side, ham as the main meal, and maybe some like green beans or something like that. Yeah, exactly. And maybe yeah. maybe a pie, too, for dessert. Ooh, like an apple pie with a little bit of ice cream on top. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'd love that. All right. Phone lines are open. 1-800-636-1067. The Commanders have held opponents to 21 or fewer points in 10 straight weeks. The Commanders, i got to say that stat again because it's so good. The Commanders have held opponents to scoring 21 or fewer points in 10 straight weeks of football. The third longest streak in any season by any NFL team since 2008, thanks to Pro Football Reference. So Washington, most likely, if that stat holds, holds true, will hold the San Francisco 49ers to 20 or fewer points. But can Washington's offense score more than they did twice against the Giants against a much better team in San Francisco? Well, you got to make the most of your red zone opportunities. That's the most important thing. Brian Robinson said this week to reporters, I want to be one of the most physical guys on the field. And I want to show that I'm one of the most physical guys on the field every time I'm on the field. So that's just part of it. Guys think I'm just going to quit on a play. I'm never going to quit. That's why I can't wait to watch Brian Robinson get 25 to 30 carries today. Because I think that's Ron Rivera's game plan, and I think that's the recipe to success. How do you feel about our chances? 1-800-636-1067. Let's go to the phone lines here. we got Ron in Ashburn. Ron, you're on the fan with Adam Epstein. Hey, Ron. All right, let's throw Ron, Ron on hold, uh, Lindsey John. We'll get back to him in a second here. Let's try uh, Josh in Manassas. Josh, you're on the fan. What's up, Josh? How you doing? How you doing, bud? Hey, Josh. What's going on? Hey, I'm thinking Heineke plays one quarter of this game. They throw Wentz back in. And you got to run the ball with uh, Robinson all game. Why do you think we need to throw Wentz back in, man? Last time when, uh, Heineke played a good defense was last year against Dallas on Christmas, and the man put up three points. 
yeah. got sacked like like nine times. Tam Fan's defense is legit. Bosa's going to eat all day. And you got to, the kid can't throw the ball more than 30 yards. So. Josh, hold on, Josh. I want to go back and forth with you on this, all right? Because I was a Carson Wentz fan. I was a believer in Same. King Carson Same. in the preseason. And I thought, man, he was going to lead the NFL in touchdown passes. Washington was going to win the division. That was my prediction. But after five weeks Same. of football, watching the man get sacked over and over again, you want to see him against Bosa? You want to see him against the yeah. 49ers? Well, Wentz had 1,400 yards. 10 touchdowns, 9 interceptions. Heineke has 1,700 yards and 9 touchdowns and has two more games than Wentz. Wentz threw four touchdowns against Jacksonville, three against Tennessee. The guy can throw touchdowns. He takes sacks, but the guy can throw touchdowns. So, look, the the game that I was out on Carson Wentz was the game against the Philadelphia Eagles. You cannot only score eight points and have nine sacks. And so I'm sorry, I'm man, but I, I just don't think line. Carson Wentz is going to win this we game. Have a different line now, different line this week. Turner's healthy. You have a different center, but you got to put the guy who can throw the ball. Heineke's scared to throw the ball in the red zone. I think he has zero red zone touchdowns this year. Zero. When he gets inside of 20, it's over. Field goals all day. You can't have that. You don't win games because you field goals. You don't. I get, I know, I, I get you, man. I'm just not going back to Carson Wentz because of the amount of sacks he takes. And really, I saw nothing from the first five games to give me optim- optimism that all of a sudden sitting and, and recovering from a broken finger is going to help him figure it out and turn it around. And so, I, right. I appreciate the call, man, but I, I just disagree. All right, I'm gonna call you on Saturday, next Saturday. All right. All right, man. Hey, hey. Right. Hail to the Commanders. I, I just hope we win the game, even if it's Carson. Thanks same, for calling, same, man. Same. Yep. Same. Let's go to. Uh, Keep it going here on the phone lines. Lindsey John, is that Rick in North Carolina? Rick, you're on the fan. Hey, good morning. Is it, is it Adam? How you doing this morning? It is, man. What's going on, buddy? Uh, yeah, I'm just going on. Hey, man, you, you, uh, you, you were filling me with that when you came up with that stat about Washington and the defense of, of the points they have, they have allowed. Yeah. And, and I calculated it. If 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 we could score twenty seven points a game, you know we would be thirteen and one. Is that, oh. Isn't that crazy? Oh my gosh! Now you're getting me excited in my pants. <laughs> I, I, I know. I mean, it's so funny you brought it up, but I was sitting there thinking. I said, just you know, it's it, it's a shame that the the with the offense is just you know we're wasting a great a great not I guess you say a great defense. But it's a shame, man, that that you know seven six and one that it's just not good enough as an offense. And, you know, if if they don't, if, if the offense doesn't change it, I mean, I, I think Scott Turner may may be out as offensive coordinator because I know when Ron was here in North Carolina, he did it, he did change offensive coordinators uh, after about the third year. He went from David Shula to I, I think it was North Turner because you know the <laughs> offense was kind of stale when they had Cam Newton, but yeah. Yeah, man, it, it's it, we, we, we you know we may not be thirteen to one, but at worst, we, I mean, we could be like eleven and three with this defense. I mean, you're only giving up twenty one points a game. I mean, it's just it's ridiculous. We got too many weapons, and and I don't I don't understand this coddling of Taylor Heineke. Oh, everybody loves that the team gets up for him. like the team is going to stop playing because Carson Wentz is a quarterback. What do you think about that? I I I have not seen enough from Carson to have confidence in him, but I will say you're right, man. It's so frustrating. Coming into this season, 
you know, a lot of the rumors were, should Jack Del Rio keep his job, right? The defensive line hasn't been good enough. The defense as a whole has a ton of first-round draft picks, and they're not playing well enough, right? Yeah, but then the throughout the season, we saw Jack Del Rio figured it out. He figured it out he, with, the, with the chemistry, with the play calling, putting guys in the right position, getting Jamin Davis comfortable, Jonathan Allen having another career year, Deron Payne playing for that contract, and all of a sudden the defense is carrying us, and the offense, which had... You pay Terry McLaurin, you draft a wide receiver, you get Curtis Samuel healthy, you draft a running back, I, I, you pick up a quarterback in the offseason. The offense was supposed to carry this team. Instead, it's the defense that's carrying us, and so it's frustrating as a fan base. But no, I'm not going back to Carson Wentz because I saw nothing from those first five games to have confidence in him. Uh, phone lines are open, 1-800-636-1067. Joe, Sam, Alex, Sabah, I see you guys on the line. I'm going to get to your phone calls <laughs> next after this quick Save commercial up. break. Save Don't up. go anywhere. Don't go anywhere. I'll be right back. Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, Happy Hanukkah, everybody listening here, DC Sports Radio 106.7 The Fan. I'm Adam Epstein's Christmas Eve with Epstein. You know, I'm, I'm down in Richmond, Virginia now, and that's where you can hear me on the Odyssey app. Download the free Odyssey app today and search 910 The Fan to hear me Monday through Friday live from 12 to 3 p.m. And so... Uh, for the holidays this year, my mom came to visit me, and uh, we had a, a great night out, celebrated Hanukkah, lit the menorah. She bought me a bunch of uh, new clothes uh, that I'm going to rock uh, over the winter holidays here, and, and uh, we just had a great time. And, you know, we went to see The Fablemans, the new Spielberg movie, and it is fantastic. And it's really sad at moments there, and, and uh, you know, it'll, it'll make you sad at times, but it is there's, it has some magic to it. It has elements to it that reminded me of Back to the Future, reasons that I fell in love with the director, Steven Spielberg. So I think everyone should go see The Fablemans. And I know a lot of people have stolen the Jewish, Jewish tradition of going to movies on Christmas, so why don't you get book your tickets and go see The Fablemans on Christmas? It is a great movie. Phone lines are open, 1-800-636-1067. What do you feel about Washington's chances against the 49ers. Can we get a win? I definitely think you have to run the ball, and you have to give the ball to Brian Robinson a ton more than you did against the Giants. Offense coordinator Scott Turner told reporters this week, 12 carries, you look at that and you say, man, we really should have given the ball to him more than that. Because of Brian and how he was running, looking back at it, yeah, you would have liked him to get more touches. With his down-run... Downhill running style, Robinson, is such a necessity for this offense in the colder months. You have to feed the big man the rock over and over and over again. And it might get boring watching the game, but you have to get him comfortable. Let him read the defense. Find his vision for cutback lanes. If you want to win today at 4 p.m. against the San Francisco 49ers, you have to successfully pound the rock. I do not believe that Carson Wentz would step in for Heineke and throw four touchdown passes. You're going to win this game. 
by running the ball like we've done over the past five, six, seven weeks for 150 yards. That's how you're going to win the game. I'm not giving the ball to Antonio Gibson. I'm maybe handing it off to Curtis Samuel once, never to Deami Brown. I am giving the rock to Brian Robinson. Do not get cute. Give him the ball, Scott Turner. Think about Robinson's production inside the 20-yard line, inside the red zone. Well, you think that, I mean, a lot of people would say in the offseason, that's why we drafted him, right? For the red zone. Instead, it's been almost non-existent in recent weeks. He's had only one red zone carry over the past three games. It doesn't make any sense to me. He had only two fourth quarter runs against the Giants last week. One of them put the commanders in the red zone. And then they failed to give it back to him. We did an end round to Deami Brown with the game on the line. What the hell are you thinking, Scott Turner? Why are we giving the ball to Curtis Samuel over and over again? Robinson told reporters on Wednesday, sometimes it can get frustrating, but also, I'm just being a team player. You also want to see everybody else get their opportunities too. I play with a lot of great players, and I expect those guys to get just as many opportunities. I think sometimes it can come off as a little selfish, even though you're successful. It can come off as a little selfish if you don't respect the guys around you. And the fact is, they deserve the ball just as much as you. Hopefully, Robinson will get more touches and he'll be a little more selfish today against the 49ers. Phone lines are open, 1-800-636-1067. Let's go to Joe in Maryland. Joe, you're on the fan. What's up, buddy? Happy holidays. Hey, Joe, thanks for calling, man. How are you doing? I'm doing well, doing well, man. Uh, just listening to the guys calling in. And, look, I'm a lifelong fan. I'm a fan of the game first, man. And, you know, everybody's talking about the offense and what the offense needs to do and Carson Wentz and Heineke and all that, man. We need to talk about the defense and the defense okay. not getting any pressure on last week at all. I think I saw one. I mean, it was very minimal that we got any pressure. We rushing four and not yeah, bringing I think that we were scared. Down. I think we were deathly afraid of Daniel Jones running the ball, and so we basically played spy. And so it was almost like we were playing 10 on 11 on Daniel That's what Jones. That's it looked like. Yeah. That is what it looked like. Now, we, get, now we, well, we need to dictate. We need to dictate. Bring the pressure and dictate what we want you to do instead of sitting back looking at what you're going to do. Bring that extra guy. Bring that pressure in and stop playing this soft umbrella defense trying to come up and make the tackle. We need to make them make some mistakes. Yeah, I, I think part of that, why we didn't blitz as much last game, also has to do with Benjamin St. Juice being out. If he's yeah. able to go today, and all the reports are that he's going to be ready to play today, I think Washington can afford to blitz more because they're not worried about getting the top knocked off them because Benjamin St. Juice has been ter- ter- terrific in coverage. I think he may be our number one corner. I think yeah. he's our number one corner going into next year. Uh, we probably need to uh, sure up that other side. We got some good, some guys working. Fuller's been playing very well the last couple weeks, but you know, I don't care who's back there at the quarterback and who's back there at defense. You can't have the guys running around for ten seconds. You and I can pick that apart. You're right, man. We got to get more pressure. Got to get more. Got to bring the pressure. And I'm glad you brought up the 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 issue with Scott Turner. What is what is he doing? What plays are you calling? You're out coaching yourself. I saw someone tweet later this earlier this week, and I, I can't give him credit, but I thought it made perfect sense. They said Scott Turner is coaching, or excuse me, is play calling to be a head coach, not play calling to win games as the offense coordinator. And I think that was perfectly uh, said on Twitter by whoever wrote that, because the way I'm watching Scott Turner, it's like he's play calling 
to eventually get a ho- head coaching opportunity, he needs to stop that. He's being selfish. All right, run the yeah. ball to Brian Robinson and make the make the right calls, man. It's frustrating. That's right, man. Do yeah. what works, man. Football hasn't changed as much as they want to change. It football has not changed. Run the ball, control the clock, play defense. Let's go. Thanks for the call, Joe. Let's keep it going here. We got T in Seattle. T, you're on the fan. What's up, buddy? Good morning, Merry. Hey, morning, Merry Christmas to you. Thank you, uh, man. This is this is my favorite station, man. Uh, y'all make my day every day. I appreciate hey, uh, I'm I'm trying to see if the defense going to come up. I think we just lost T. Lindsey John, are you there? Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, I am. I think he just he disconnected. We'll try to okay. get him back. Okay, I wasn't sure if that was my connection. All right, appreciate that. Let's uh, let's go to my girl Sabah, North Carolina. What's going on, Sabah? Hey, bud, a There's a wide group here, buddy. Glad to hear you on Christmas Eve. <laughs> my favorite meal. My favorite meal. Let me get you up, speaker. My uh, favorite meal is um, Chinese food on Christmas Day. Oh, we wake really? up, we go to Starbucks, we um, buy. The the, uh, the the drinks or whatever for the people behind us in the drive-through kind of a tradition you pay you pay awesome. you pay your own and the people behind you and then um, later that day we go to the Chinese because um, I do the big Thanksgiving thing with all the family around and everything but I can only do one family event a year uh, a month later that's too close for me so I like it more quiet and on Christmas Day and hopefully this Christmas Day I won't be uh, you know wiping my tears from my loss today yeah. so hey, hey Sabah that. that. Is- so, Bob, that is so nice of you. So you buy the person mm-hmm. behind you Starbucks. When did that tradition start? Um, I can't take credit for it. It was a few Christmases ago. Me and my daughter were like, we're bored. Let's go out and see what's open. And Starbucks is open. And we went there and ordered something. And the lady said, oh, the people in front of you already paid your bill. And so I was like, really? It's like, oh. So I said, well, let me pay the people behind mine. So I didn't really start it. Mm-hmm. But that's what we do. So even if it's not that way, when I show up there, I make sure to pay the people that's behind me once I get up to the main window. I'll say, hey, whatever that guy back back there ordered. I just hope it's not a big minivan. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. I love that. Anyhow, so all this talk, all this talk about Heineke is not good enough and all that kind of stuff. I agree with that other guy, the the gentleman before me that talked about the defense. I think the defense came up lame against the Giants. They let uh, Daniel Jones do whatever he wanted. But as far as the offense is concerned, let's just think about, y'all keep talking about the Heineke can't pass the ball. Well, the biggest uh, drive of the game, the second biggest drive of the game, he went six for six, if I'm not mistaken, and did score a touchdown pass to Jahan Dawson, 19 yards. If I'm not mistaken, that is red zone. So that is a red zone touchdown. He did score the two-point conversion. Um, Jahan Dawson took it away from him. I don't care what you say, if it's a bad call, good call, but his wide receiver making the penalty took those two points away. So he had two more points there. And then on the very last play, uh, drive of the game when he needed it most, he has never failed us, never. He has not failed us yet this year when he has the ball last, and he didn't fail us this past week. He did score the touchdown, and Terry McLuhan took it away from him. So um, I know it's a bad call, but he did score the touchdown, and if we get that extra point, that's seven points right there. So technically it should have been 20-14 to 14 on that last drive, and us scoring the touchdown and the extra point which should have made it 21-20. So actually Heineke did enough to score 21 points. And, um, <laughs> I love that. <laughs> To think for a second that Carson Wentz would have won that game is comical. And the only way that I think that San Francisco beats the spread that they have seven is if Carson Wentz gets in the game. Because what Heineke does best is when he's down and when he's out and when there's no hope. That's when he brings it back to life and at least gets us to either win or lose the game at the last play of the game. And that's all you want, okay? Because with Carson, the game was not decided. 
it was decided well before the last game, uh, point of the game. And the two, the one, one quick thing, people keep talking about how great his Jacksonville game was. He threw two huge, all, all horrible interceptions, and Jacksonville couldn't get out of their own way, missing wide open passes. We should have lost that game. And against Tennessee, he threw two interceptions in the red zone before he no, threw. No, he I, threw the I'm, I'm with you. I don't even think no. we should be discussing Carson Wentz. No. I think this is Heineke's team for, for the rest of the season. And, and it's, it's on the win. defense, it's on the play calling, it's on the running back to win games. And Heineke magic, he'll do just enough. So, bye. I always appreciate you Thank chiming you. in. Merry Christmas. we got to take a quick commercial break. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on The Fan. It's Christmas Eve with Epstein. Don't go anywhere. I'll be right back. Welcome back. Christmas Eve with Epstein here on DC Sports Radio 1067 The Fan. Appreciate everybody chiming in on social media. You can hit me up at AWAD Radio, A W A D D R A D I O. And we got open lines here on AWAD's Christmas Eve show, 1 800 636 1067. All right. If you want, you can get your tweets read on air at AWOD Radio, or you can call us 1-800-636-1067. We've got Fred Smoot coming up at 11 a.m., but right now let's get back to the phone lines here. Uh, let's go to Hunty in D.C. Hunty, you're on the fan. What's up, Adam? Merry Christmas Eve. Happy Hanukkah to you guys. Thank you. Thank you. What are you calling about today, buddy? So I, I'm going to the Ravens game today. Uh, and when we got tickets three weeks ago, we did not think it was going to be 14 degrees at kickoff. Uh, so I, I'm trying to figure out how to stay warm. Do you have any suggestions? So I've always been a fan of hand warmers and, like, sticking them in my back pocket and my butt and also, like, inside my gloves and all of that. Do you have any of those? I don't. Uh, I was I was thinking more the route of beer blanket, but uh, so I, warmers I, I, is... So, look, uh, uh, beer blanket's great. You might need a little liquor to warm you up quicker, so maybe you bring in some uh, airplane bottles, crush them in the parking lot. You know what I've always said is I like two scarves, all right? One scarf around your neck and then another one, wrap it around your face. I don't care if you look stupid. Put it around your nose and your ears because that's the, that's the part of your face that makes your body freezing cold. When your nose is cold and your ears are cold, you feel like crap. And so that's what I've always done uh, to stay warm. Extra jackets. You know what? Why not three pair of socks? I don't care. Nobody's going to look at your feet. Throw on as many socks as you can, long underwear, double the boxers up, and, and hopefully, like you said, a beer blanket, a little liquor, and you'll be able to stay warm and watch the Ravens win. Yeah, we, we were going to go full ski gear, but I will uh, maybe I'll double scarf up and I'll report back next week. <laughs> I appreciate it, man. So uh, you're a big Ravens fan? No, I'm actually not. I'm actually a Skins fan, but my dad is a Ravens fan. So he didn't want to go to the Sunday night game last week, so he got us tickets to this instead. But, um, you know, I'm in it for the ride. We'll go. Awesome, man. Have fun at the game. I appreciate you calling in. All right. See you guys. Merry Christmas. Yep, yep. I want to hear from you next week. That's Hunty in D.C. Let's go back to the phone lines here. Let's go to um, Melvin and Lorton. That's where I'm from. What's going on, Melvin? Hey, what's going on? How you doing today? What's going on, Melvin? I went to South County right in Lorton. Oh, you did? I live right by South County. Awesome, man. What's going on? Well, I was calling because I was hearing someone talk about the, all the mistakes that Wentz make 
and and let Heine, and talk, and say that Heineke did the team. Way more mistakes than Wentz. Any least when Wentz throw an interception, the defender have to work and make a great play. Heineke throws the ball straight to the defender. They don't have to work. They just stand there, and the ball come right in his hand. He fumbles the ball every time he runs, and he, and he had longer time with the offense. I, we we know what he is. He need to be out. He sucks. So here's, <laughs> hold on. Let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. Do you think the biggest issue on this offense is the quarterback play? Yes. I think it's I think it's the offensive line, and I truly well, I think. think that Carson Wentz is just not mobile enough to play with this kind of an offensive line. He's a statue. He took nine sacks against the Eagles. I mean, it was the most depressing game I've ever watched as a Skins fan. That's why Heineke's in. He doesn't have the intangibles. He has terrible accuracy, no arm strength. I admit he kind of sucks. But I think he's better than Carson Wentz because the offensive line, that's the biggest issue. He's got half a second every time to throw the ball because Charles Leno's getting burnt or Wes Schweitzer's getting burnt or the center snapping it at his feet. The offensive line is so terrible. That you you're forced to play Heineke. That's my opinion. Well, the thing about it is Heineke holds on to the ball, and Heineke can't can't see over the line. There's a lot of shadow routes that's coming open that he can't even see. Yeah. And he take and he took he took five sacks against the Giants. And the thing about it is, yes, the line do suck, but at the mm-hmm. time Heineke been in, the, the line has played better than it did with Winch because they were interchangeable. Oh, the first six games, and Heineke know the offense longer. He been in the system longer, so he should be a little bit better than Winch. Winch only been in the past six games in the system. Period. He, he he and he still has better stats. He averaged two touch, almost two touchdowns a game versus Heineke, and he averaged fifty some yards passing versus Heineke more. It's no, just, I get it. I I don't think either quarterback is very good. All right, Taylor Heineke has never once this season had a game where he put up zero points for an entire half. That's what Carson did against the Detroit Lions. The Detroit Lions are one of the worst defenses in the league. They got a good offense, but he scored zero points in the entire first half of that game. And, and look, I don't think any either quarterback is very good, but I think you pound the rock and you stick with the guy that got you here. You know, uh, Carson Wentz did not beat any great team earlier this year. Heineke has beaten some pretty good teams, in my opinion. Well, the thing about it is, I don't, everybody blamed Heineke. I mean, went for the Tennessee. They should have beat Tennessee, but I blame that on Ron Rivera because Ron Rivera made a stupid ass uh, challenge where they would have been down there at the one yard line with twenty nineteen seconds in the timeout. Their play calling could have been a lot different, but Ron Rivera, stupid ass challenge, a stupid <laughs> ass play that didn't have a chance of being overturned. And took a time while away from them. Yeah. No, yeah. you're right. You're right, Melvin. I appreciate the call. Let's go to Dave and Reston. I think he agrees with you. Dave, you're not a fan of Taylor Heineke? Yeah, I was going to echo that last caller. I think you're totally right on uh, Jack Del Rio turning around the defense and uh, um, trying to give the ball to Brian uh, Robinson and pounding the rock. But um, I think that that turnaround of the defense was just kind of fortuitous for uh for Taylor Heineke, and uh, I, I think uh, when you look at the stats, you, Wentz is a better quarterback. He's more talented. He he puts up a, a slightly higher passer rating and better uh, completion numbers percentages wise. I, I get it, but and look, here's what I'll say in, in your defense. All right, 
Carson Wentz deserves another opportunity in Washington because he didn't get that much time here, and then he got hurt. But Heineke gets all the credit because he's the quarterback. The real reason Washington turned it around this season is the play of the defense and the ability to run the ball. When Carson Wentz wasn't in, or when Carson Wentz was in, we didn't have Brian Robinson Jr. The game plan this entire season was to have a two-headed monster with Brian Robinson Jr. and Antonio Gibson, right? And so it wasn't fair to Carson Wentz that he didn't have the running back he was supposed to have. With all that being said, though, Heineke is the reason that this team is in this position right now with the chance to make the playoffs, and I think it's only fair to give him this game here. He's earned at least this start here against San Francisco. If they lose this game, maybe you go back to Wentz for the Browns game and for the Cowboys game, but I truly believe Heineke deserves one more shot because he's part of the big reason that Washington turned this team around. I mean, this team was 1-4, and four, and everyone was calling Carson Wentz the biggest botch, the biggest, the worst trade in the history of the NFL. Now we're going to go back to him, even though Heineke has led this team to a 7-6-1 and one record? Phone lines are open, 1-800-636-1067. you put him on short leash? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. If we only score, uh, I told my um, audience in Richmond this this week, if we have three points at halftime, I'm going to Carson Wentz. Three points. Okay. All right? That's fair. Yep. <laughs> I, Dave, I appreciate the call. Thanks for chiming in. All right. I, I can't get to more of your phone calls. You can chime in later. we got Fred Smoot coming up next. It's Christmas Eve with Epstein on the fan.